Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Hey, it's Jan from Toyota, reminding you that Toyotathon is on and here to help make your holidays extra magical. How? Maybe it's driving in a Tacoma in search of the perfect hill to sled down. Popping from store to store in a Prius to find the perfect gift. You did it. How'd you know? Or it could be something much more simple, like surprising loved ones in a RAV4 hybrid. You made it, Bobby! <laughs> You're all grown up! And seeing their faces light up when you pull up to their home. Stop by Toyotathon and make this holiday one to remember. It's the perfect opportunity to gather with your friends and family, both near and far. Dealer inventory may vary. Current offers on these vehicles end November 30th. Offers are subject to change throughout Toyotathon, which ends on January 3rd. See your participating Toyota dealer for details. Toyota, let's go places. It's got to load up first. What's going on, Facebook? What's going on, Twitter? It's week 11. The three nights are with you. Ryan's not with us. Hopefully, he'll be in the chat with us a little bit later. But we got Billy the Dragon. We got Belly Up Tom. And we got me, Chris Pinto, on my 30th. My 30th consecutive episode, man. Uh, super happy to be here with y'all. So uh, this is Belly Up Fancy Live. Welcome into week 11, everybody. This is Belly Up Fantasy Live. I'm your host, Chris Pinto at Aggie Kappa Sig. With me tonight, guys, as always, my right hand man at Belly Up Tom. Been with me the longest, man. Uh, 30 consecutive episodes, Tom. How you doing tonight, brother? Hey, man. I know I've missed at least one, you know, but hey. We've been going at this since the end of April, I think is is the math on that. I think that's when we first uh, started this up. We're going strong. We got a good group here. Billy, glad to have you with us. I mean, you know, I, I think we got a, a good thing going, and I think we got a, a lot of life left in this. I can't wait for year two, three, four, see how it goes. For sure. And everyone that's at home, at BWIT24, uh, one of our senior fantasy analysts and our one of our senior writers. You got to check out his stuff every week. Billy, a.k.a. The Dragon, man. Uh, glad to have you as one of our co-hosts here at Belly Up Fantasy Live. Billy, uh, man, it was a little weird without you last week. Now we have no Ryan, so we just got to shuck and jive, right? But we're glad to have you back, man. How you doing, sir? 
Hey, doing well. Glad we have the next man up mentality. It's football, right? Hey, that's how fancy football is, right? Next man up. So what can you expect? But as always, we are a team here at Belly Up Fancy Live and Belly Up Football. Um, so Ryan did shoot us over the intro. Billy shot it to me. So I'm going to be looking at this right now, and we're going to go ahead and get into our intro. So here we go, guys. Per Ryan Hicks. It's week 11 and the shit's getting wild. Listen up. Let us teach you like a child. With fantasy, it's all about the prep. So we will t- we will walk you through step by step. Can you finish strong? Can you win it all? Or will you slip and slide and the season stall? If you want to win, then use your ears. And if you listen close, you'll have no fears. Because we bring it. Because we will bring it. It's all the goodies. And we will provide you with all the woodies. So manscape your stuff and get to the show because we drop because what we drop is so hot we melt ice and snow. So let Billy regale you with his beards and his fire. We can fulfill your needs and meet every desire. And then Tom can explode with his hot takes on your face until until Minshew officially wins the MVP race. Then then Chris can destroy you with his stat upon stat because shit because his shit just means more. There's no doubt about that. And while Ryan is sad and he's missing the stream, he's still got the intro that makes the fans scream. So on to the show, boys. The word's got to go out. The show is the dopest. There is no doubt. Ryan Hicks, always with the fire intro. We love you, brother. Um, we'll go right in, man. We'll keep this going. We're going to try to keep it fast tonight. We'll see what we can do tonight. But, guys, this is the last time I'm going to tell you because we have a new live read for next week. But, guys, brace yourselves. I'm talking about winter is coming. Shit. Man, do I miss Game of Thrones. What the writers of Game of Thrones didn't want you to know is that Bran was actually in a wheelchair because he didn't trim his balls with Manscaped products. Poor guy thought it could be okay to trim his balls with a traditional razor or hair trimmer. Not the case, guys. Uh, As we all know, the Manscaped products are great. Um, I use them. We all use them. It's super fun. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code Belly up fantasy at manscaped.com today. That's 20% off, guys, and free shipping. Coming close to the holidays, you got to get the lawnmower three, you got to get the boxers. And I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I just got this bad boy in the mail today, and I'm super excited about it because my nose hairs are absolutely ridiculous. I'm not very tall, so I don't think a lot of people can see it. But, you know, your boys got to get cleaned up the gentleman way. So use Manscaped. Use our promo code. You know, thank us later because it's for the gentleman. And that's what we are, right, guys? Let's keep on moving forward, though. And let's get into our Week 11 matchups, guys. This is going to be a pretty good week because right now, at least in one of my home divisions, there's a six-way tie for fifth place, and we're all five and five, me included. Marco and my boy Gio in our comments are all five and five, and we're all vying for the playoffs. These next three weeks are going to be pretty crucial at if you win, you're going to make it, right? If you don't, say goodbye. So this Thursday night game kicks us off because we've had some pretty bad Thursday night games. This week, though, Thursday night leads us off with a pretty good punch. I mean, we have the six and three Cardinals and the six and three Seahawks. Um, 
Two extremely, extremely exciting teams. The over-under on this, guys, is 57.5 points. Absolutely ridiculous for a Thursday night game, right? We all saw what Kyler and DeAndre did last week. I mean, just absolutely. I mean, that's what we all watch football. That's why we all play fantasy football for moments like that. Three guys draped over DeAndre, and he just gets it. If you haven't seen the fantasy footballer's reaction to it, go watch it. It's absolutely awesome. But you got Kyler. You got Russ. Golly. You got Drake, you got Carson, you got Nuke, Kirk, Metcalf, Lockett. You have a star-studded cast on this Thursday night. I mean, I'm going to get wild. I'm probably going to fire up the grill, get some beers in me. This game should be awesome. Uh, Arizona giving up 21 points. Seattle giving up 26.5. Seattle giving up 31 touchdowns total and almost 460 yards per game. Kyler, the number one quarterback on the year, And my quarterback won on the week. He's facing the 31st worst defense against the pass, or against the quarterback. And then you have Russ, obviously, on the other side, who is just going to cook. I really want to hear what you guys think about the receivers and the running backs, because I've got Drake in a couple leagues, and y'all knew how high I was on Drake prior to the season starting. And I'm just going to roll with them, because that offense is just so high-powered. But obviously, Metcalf, Lockett, Guys, what are y'all seeing in this game? Because I just, I want all parts of it, but it is also a Thursday night game. So sometimes you have to temper actions with wisdom, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm starting all my Cardinals in this matchup. I love Christian Kirk. I mean, this guy has 10 plus fantasy points in five of his last six games, 20 plus three times over that span coming out of injuries. And a guy that we kind of forgotten about at the beginning of the year. I'm just playing well, fitting well. Kenny Drake's coming off a 100-yard effort last week, uh, you know, in his return to the lineup. Seattle allowing the six most fantasy points of running backs over the last month, and they've given up six rushing touchdowns over that span. So I really like Drake in this matchup as well. They do allow the most fantasy points to wide receivers and the second most points to quarterbacks. Uh, so, I mean, all Cardinals, all full go everywhere here. Russell Wilson struggling as of late. I think he gets on track this week against Arizona. They're allowing the third most points to quarterbacks and the most to wide receivers. Even though Lockett's questionable for Thursday night football, is expected to go. Uh, but give me Arizona and the over in a barn burner. It was 37-34 a month ago, and I, I just I just like the way it messes up the division. I think it'll be interesting. Yeah, man, uh, like you said, 37-34 went to overtime last one. Uh, was that two weeks ago, right? It's not like it's a long way, uh, long way out. Um, to be honest, I like the running backs in Arizona, but I almost want to fade them a little bit this week. Um, I think that this is going to be a pass-heavy game. You look at the stats from the last game uh, that these two played. Drake, only 14 rushes for 34 yards, only 2.43 yards per attempt. Uh, It's not like he really gets involved in the passing game. Uh, The most targets he has in a single game is two, uh, and the most receptions he has is two for a total of nine yards. Not like that's going to be a big spot for him. Um, curious to see if maybe Edmonds can get involved. Uh, but even looking at him, uh, you know, the last game he did have seven um, receive or excuse me, seven receptions for eighty-seven yards. So that would definitely help him out. He also went for five uh, carries for fifty-eight yards. So if anybody, I'm more on the Edmonds train than Kenyon Drake. Um, on the other side of the ball, though, Wilson had three interceptions against the Cardinals two weeks ago. 
obviously that was his biggest, uh, you know, interception game this year. That was the most turnovers he's really had. Other than that, he's done pretty well. Um, you know, still put up three uh, touchdowns on the other hand, but does he kind of lose some value with turnovers? Do the Cardinals kind of know what to expect out of him? I'd be curious to see. Uh, I mean, most of the guys from Seattle and Arizona, though, like I said, beyond Drake, personally fading him, starting pretty much anybody else, though. Oh, and yeah. smash me over. <laughs> <laughs> smash me over for sure. Yeah. I mean, a little bit of love for New Hopkins, though, right? I mean, my wide receiver won on the week, guys, going up against a terrible secondary. Hopefully, Nuke just makes more Bills angry, right? And I'm not talking about the Buffalo Bills. I'm talking about Bill O'Brien. Come on with it, right? But, Tom, <laughs> take us into this game right here, man. It, uh, AFC South or, or AFC division rivalry, right? Yeah, I mean, hey, it's uh, a team that was crying after DeAndre Hopkins' catch last week. Uh, New England is going into Houston. The Texans, uh, I know you were hurting after after seeing Nuke make that catch last week, weren't you, Chris? W- wishing that was a Texans uniform he was wearing. Mm. Let's not talk about that. I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> well, anyway, looking at New England and Houston here, over under 47 and a half. Uh, I'm tempted to take the under here. Cam Newton still just does not impress me. His arm looks like it's going to fall off. We had a conversation earlier this week. Uh, we were asking who has a worse arm in the league, Cam Newton, uh, Philip Rivers, or uh, who was the last one, Chris? There, uh, It was Cam Newton – Philip Rivers and oh, I'm blanking on the last one. Give me a second. Oh, I'll think about it. I remember it was it was Philip Rivers' worst arm in the league. I can't think of somebody that has a worse arm than him. You know, trying to throw a deep ball. Yeah, that was easy. Newton, like you sent that, and I was like, Cam Newton was a close second though. Every time he throws the ball, it looks like it's about to just fall out of a socket. Not pretty. So. Um, I mean, he has some some line potential, but beyond that, I don't have faith in them, and I don't think they're going to score a, a ton. Um, Houston, on the other hand, the biggest concern for me with Houston is who is J.C. Jackson covering? I want whoever's on the other side of the ball, right? So uh, I guess, I mean, is he going to be on Fuller? Is he going to be on, you know, Cooks? If you, if you can get an idea of who he's going to be on, play the other guy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, geez, right? I mean, J.C. Jackson has been lights out since Stephon Gilmore hasn't been in. And we saw this at the end of last season too, Tom. He was on – I believe J.C. Jackson was part of your uh, NFL Top 100 over this season, right? Dude is lights out. Yeah. Um, I really want to talk about the two quarterbacks in this le- in this game though, right? The Houston Texans really don't have too much to tout about. Yeah, you got Brandon Cooks who's seeing the uh, the revenge game right now, right? Uh, and then Will Fuller who could always take the top off. But you got Duke Johnson Jr. You don't have David Johnson who is just – Billy, me and you are just really sad about that. Just really, really sad. So the one guy we can tout is Deshaun Watson who is the face of the franchise. 57 snaps last week. He's averaging 21.4 points per game and his expected up until this week or up until last week, I guess – uh, expected fantasy points was 183.2. He's crushed that at 192.9. So even with the lack of, a, I guess, playmakers on his team, which he has, right? Cooks and the tight ends and Fuller. 
but it's really him. It's his arm. It's his legs. It's his mentality. He's QB seven on the year. He's my QB nine on the week, which is a little bit low, but last week he finished at QB 16. So we'll see what he can do against this Bill Belichick defense, because obviously Belichick will probably take away Fuller. So I would think JC Jackson's on Fuller. So they don't get that big Tyree kill type play, but on the opposite side, Houston's giving up 28 points per game, 14, or I'm sorry, 12 uh, touchdowns on the ground, 18 touchdowns through the air. I think Cam Newton's going to have a day, guys. I mean, the linebackers for Houston's night. I know, Tom, I know. It's not going to be through the air. It's going to be with his legs, I'm assuming. Um, and let's just be Rex, another Rex Burkhead game, right? Or Damian Harris, like y'all mentioned. Damian Harris, though, man. Roll tied 100 yards per game. I'll let Billy talk about him. But Cam, uh, quarterback 20 last week. Or I'm sorry, quarterback 20 on the year. Quarterback 10 last week. Um, and my quarterback 9 on the uh, on the week. He's performing very much under his expected performance at 173 over 147. So we'll see what he can do. But this Houston defense should give up a ton of points. Billy, um, I see you're going to mention Damian Harris, and I love that. Yeah, I love this guy's volume. I mean, every time he gets 16-plus carries, he's over 100 yards. He's not getting the end zone, but I think that may come, you know, as they get here. I mean, when these these guys get down close, they're running the ball all kind of ways with all kind of guys. But he's getting the bulk of the carries, and and that's a a guy I want against this Houston defense. I'm sitting Brandon Cooks, though. I feel like J.C. Jackson will probably shadow him more often than Fuller uh, because Bill Belichick's very familiar with Brandon Cooks, realizes the type of guy he could be in a game where you leave him alone. Uh, I feel like, you know, Fuller, you can kind of force him to be in a deep threat guy. I think they worry about Cooks a little bit more and and shadow him, take him out of the game. Uh, New England's given up the 11th points to the receivers this year uh, so far. And so, uh, you know, I just don't like the matchup. I don't want anything to do with any Patriots right now outside of Damian Harris and, and maybe uh, Jacoby Myers. I, he's getting a lot of targets, a lot of catches. Uh, this could be a really good matchup for him. Uh, probably, probably, you know, rounding out. 12, 14 targets maybe. You know, he's had a had double digit a lot. So Cam's looking his way. I like the matchup to him, uh, for him. But Houston at home in the under in this one, I think it's going to be a little ugly kind of matchup, low scoring day. Yeah, I don't disagree with you at all. I think it, this could be one of the trap games. To answer uh, one of our guys, Marco, in our comment section, he's got Duke Johnson in a league. Do you think we should start him? It kind of just depends on what your other running backs are in the situation. But I've got Duke Johnson in my top 30 uh, this week. So he's running back two for me. I I like him, and I would flex him out really quickly. Um, Obviously, we've seen what he can do catching the ball. Um, Without David Johnson there, he's just going to get a bigger workload, right? One other quick note, uh, J.C. Jackson. We've been talking about him a lot. I think there's a reason to, though. Um, This is a guy that is in a contract you're keeping in mind. And I don't know if you guys saw the news Teams have to allow players to be on the ballot for the Pro Bowl, right? So you can't be voted in unless your team lets you. J.C. Jackson is not on the ballot for the Pro Bowl. The Patriots didn't allow him to be on it. So this team is now not allowing him the opportunity to play for a Pro Bowl bonus, which most of these guys, if you're any sort of starting caliber player, that's written into your contract. So you're now not allowing to have him play for that bonus you're not allowing to have him have that on his resume that he's a Pro Bowl player going into a contract year. So I kind of feel like late in this season, we're going to see him go off and he might end up somewhere else because number one, you're not going to like that choice by the front office. And number two, 
somebody's going to pay this guy going into next season. Yeah, I mean, he was a phenom at the end of last season, and he's just stacking stats yep. this year. Uh, Billy, do you want to take us into – obviously, Ryan's not here. Do you want to take us into his game? Sure, yeah. We got uh, Philadelphia Eagles at 3-5 in the one ugly tie there. At Cleveland, who's a surprising 6-3, and three-point three favorite at home with an over-under of 46-and-a-half. Last week, uh, the weather kind of took over that game and, and really affected it, kind of turned into a, a really ugly – Try to run the ball. If it wasn't for Nick Chubb, I'm not sure that game would have been uh, worth watching at all. And the Eagles just struggling. Uh, I'm ignoring these passing games until further notice on, on both of these teams. There's no reason for either of them to be so poor with the weapons and the scheme. And, and, and just it's just pathetic to watch either one of these teams right now. Baker Mayfield, single-digit fantasy points in back-to-back games. And three out of his last four has been under 15 fantasy points. And the Browns allow the fifth fewest points to running backs the last four weeks. And the Eagles have allowed three rushing touchdowns over that span. So uh, I'm looking at Chubb and Hunt to be in for good days. Uh, tempering Miles Sanders, real PPR upside, though, uh, with check downs with Carson Wentz. Give me Cleveland at home uh, with, with the points. And I like like the under in this one as well, uh, going against the grain for normally we're smashing overs. But I like unders this week. You know, taking a look at how the Eagles played last week, obviously it was not a good game. There's no – no question about that. Um, I think that it was very clear that it's coaching that's the issue on the on the Eagles and not Carson Wentz. When you really actually watch that game, you see that Carson Wentz played the way that they schemed it. And the way that it was schemed was until halfway through the third quarter, he is dropping back and standing in the pocket, which is never how he's been successful. You watch the last four years of his career – he has always succeeded moving outside of the pocket, not necessarily running downfield, but getting outside on bootlegs and just, you know, moving. That's when he's accurate. That's when he succeeds. Halfway through the third quarter, they finally let him start moving, and you saw a lot more success out of him. But some interesting stats that I found, I think I sent this over to you guys, on uh, plays called by Doug Peterson this year, once his stats are 1,035 yards, zero touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 35 sacks, and nine fumbles. On plays that Wentz has audibled or called himself in you know, a hurry-up situation, something along those lines, Wentz has 1,065 yards, so 30 more yards, 12 touchdowns, no interceptions, no sacks, no fumbles. I mean, you can't look at the last four years of this guy's play and say that he's a trash quarterback. I mean, he's been on pace with... I'm not going to say elite, but very high-level quarterback play over the last four years. He has carried a team of nothing late into the season. I mean, it's, you know, what else can you do? I think that either, number one, we're going to see Doug Peterson finally understand that he needs to move Carson Wentz out of the pocket, or number two, Carson Wentz is going to get to the point where you're halfway through the season. You're over halfway through the season. You're over it. You're going to start audibling more. You're going to say – I'm getting paid $128 million or whatever. I forget off the top of my head the exact figure. I'm going to audible. I'm going to make my own play calls out here, and I'm going to go win the game like I have for the last four years. So I'm big on Wentz. I think Wentz gets at least three touchdowns this weekend. Probably throws at least an interception as well. Um, but that's I'll take an interception when he's going to win the game. He can turn the ball over but win the game. Um, along with that, you look at the Cleveland defense. Uh, they're – 23rd worst uh, for points allowed in, against running backs, or excuse me, 23rd most points allowed. So kind of stuff in the run. 
I think Miles Sanders still has a big game. I think some people are a little conservative on him looking at DFA. He's going to smash this game because when you look at his uh, stats last year, keep in mind this is a guy that got 50 receptions for 509 yards over only 11 games started. And over the past six games, or excuse me, the six games he started this year, 14 receptions for 101. So even when he's able to run the ball, he's going to be able to catch it too. Um, and Marco, yes, he does lead the league in interceptions. I could care less, to be honest. Doesn't, hey, what about Babe Ruth, right? There you go. You got to go big or go home. If anyone yes. knows me, they know that I love M. Night Shyamalan, and I love his movies. I love the movie Signs. Joaquin Phoenix, Swing Out. He led his league in uh, strikeouts, but he also led the league in home runs. You go big or go home, it's fantasy football, right? It is. And, Tom, for you, man, I love Miles Sanders this week. He's my running back six on the week in all formats. I think he is definitely going to eat this week. Um, shoot, he's, he's, he's barely underperforming his uh, expected points by 3.6 points, but that's fine because of what he's been dealt with the lack of wide receiver play and the big eight-man boxes that he's facing. But do you, I mean, do you think about Jalen Rager a little bit? I like this kid. We talked about him in the preseason. He's starting to come out and he's starting to play for this team that needs a number one wide receiver. He's averaged 8.7 points per game. He's the wide receiver 109, which is pretty much irrelevant. But here's the deal. He got four targets last week. Let's see if that increases this week because he's out there for 59 snaps. And that's all you want, right, is the volume right now from this kid. Um, Facing a Cleveland defense who has allowed 18 passing touchdowns at 7.2 a rip, 253 yards uh, per game and 43 points to the wide receivers. Do the Eagles have a wide receiver with a bigger name than Jalen Rager right now? I don't think so. Uh, unfortunately, I think that – I don't mean to interrupt. But I think the No, name, you're good. I think the name is Alshon Jeffrey. I think the hype is Travis Fulgham. I think that fell off a little after last week. I, I still think Fulgham is going to be a top-tier receiver. I think that last week was, again – the Eagles playing within that rigid system and not being allowed to go outside of it. Yeah, I mean, we'll pass that. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Definitely. I mean, we talked about Fulgham for sure. I mean, I'm still Googling how to spell his last name, but I mean, the dude's got 
I'm looking at right now, he's getting five targets, per, five touches per game. So 6.7 targets per game, 443 scrimmage yards. So they're getting him the ball. Maybe last week was an anomaly because he has been playing lights out. And my wife has loved him as her flex in one of our home leagues. So I really like Travis Fulgram too. But the guy I really want to highlight before we move on is my guy, Kareem Hunt. Come on, guys. You know I've been on Kareem Hunt all year, all preseason, all offseason. Last week, yeah, Nick Chubb came back and it was a 50-50 split, essentially. But Hunt still put up points, 16.2 points, finishes the running back 13. He's the running back 8 on the year, 15.6 points per game. He's well over his expected points because... No one thought that that Chubb was going to get hurt. But he's getting 22 touches per game, even with Chubb. So you got to love the volume he's getting. And I love I love Kareem Hunt in this matchup. So I hope that he eats. Um, Billy, why don't you take it away from me right now, man? Yeah, I really like Fulgham. One thing I dislike is I feel like Alshon Jeffrey kind of played ahead of him last week and kind of took that opportunity away from him. And not not deservingly so, I don't believe. Uh, Fulgham's been playing really well. And uh, Jalen Rieger, I love this guy. Coming into the year, he's, he's my main rookie wide receiver I, I wanted to have right up there with C.D. Lamb. I saw this guy play live when he was at TCU in Iowa State, playing with the hometown quarterback, Max Duggan. He was on You Got Moss twice for that one game. I mean, this guy is an incredible athlete. When he was on the field, you could tell, man amongst boys in the college field. He has the talent to totally take advantage of a secondary. I just feel like he hasn't been on the field quite as much as, as you know, we should be seeing him in week 11. And maybe that's just holding him back a little bit, a little bit of development. But I think as he's out there on the field, he stays healthy. He's shown flashes already. He's had a 50, 50 plus yard catch a few weeks back before he got injured and missed some time. I really like him. And man, I hope you guys are right about Miles Sanders because I scooped him up so many places at the beginning of the second round and just really excited to be plugging him back into my lineup. So that being said, uh, next game of the week is kind of an interesting matchup. we got Atlanta 3-6 uh, and six, visiting the New Orleans Saints. Drew Breesless New Orleans Saints, I might add. Uh, Saints are minus 5 and over under 50.5. Uh, the Falcons, I mean, we're going to start talking about the Falcons' defense here pretty soon. Everybody's ignoring them because of the, the poor start to the season, but – the Atlanta defense, they're playing great. The Falcons are 3-1 and one since they fired Dan Quinn, and they're number one versus the running back position from a fantasy standpoint over the last month. They've only allowed seven receptions to running backs over that span, which is the second fewest in the NFL. And this, this week they also play the Saints, who are number two versus running backs. So in this game, I, I see almost nothing happening on the ground. But the Saints do a lot. They have allowed 21 receptions over the last month, which is six most in the league. And these teams are really weak kind of against wide receivers. They allow the 7th and ninth, ninth most points to wide receiver. Julio's been fire. He was wide receiver 2, week 6 through 9, the last four games they've been on the field since the firing of Dan Quinn. And the us Julio guys who are rejoicing right now. Uh, although kind of in the absence of Calvin Ridley, he's dealing with a foot, foot sprain. Could be a good uh, spot start for Russell Gage or Zacchaeus. Liking him, he had a big game last week. Uh Tough, tough call which one of those, those guys are going to produce. Both have shown flashes, kind of interesting in the role. Um, but for New Orleans, no, Michael Thomas is back in action. Uh, you got to play him. I also like Emmanuel Sanders and Traquan Smith. Uh, I have a feeling that uh, Jameis Winston is going to be under center a lot, and we know he'll chuck it. Uh, Traquan in deep leagues and, and, you know, your 2020 situations, you got you in a situation where you're missing a lot of guys right now. Uh, so give me the Falcons, actually, uh, plus five, and I'll take the under in this one. Yeah, um, I almost actually want to take the over here, oddly enough. 
Um, I think that there's going to be a pass-heavy game. You look at Atlanta. I mean, they give up the most points to quarterbacks and uh, what was it, the third most points to receivers and most to tight ends. So before I even get into offensive players for New Orleans, the Falcons, I think, are going to have to pass to keep up. It makes me want to fade Gurley a bit when I can. So like DFS, not really looking at Gurley. Um, you know, flex probably at best really even in in a um, dynasties or redrafts. But with that being said, going to New Orleans, I think that exactly what you said, um, Jameis Winston going to have to throw a lot. We're kind of assuming he's going to start. That's really what we're hearing. Um, somebody just said there, uh, Daniel says sitting Thomas this week. That is a very, very bold move. I can't say I would get with it, but by all means, um, I mean, Jameis Winston's going to be flinging the rock. That's what he did in Tampa. That's what he's going to do here, especially against, uh, if not the worst, uh, very possibly uh, you know, close to the worst passing defense in the league. Um, but with that being said, Jameis Winston going to have at least two passing, uh, or excuse me, at least two interceptions. And I think Taysom Hill finally gets his first career passing touchdown. I'm really excited to be plugging him into my tight end spot in the ESPN Industry League. Uh, if there was ever one waiver claim, and I was excited to check back and see if it went through. This was it. What a crazy opportunity to play him in that spot. If he gets significant snaps at quarterback, uh, it's going to be hard to lose, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I picked up Taysom Hill in a couple of my ESPN leagues. I went and looked at our league, Billy, and you had already had him, so I was really upset about that. Uh, but he is definitely going to be starting at tight end for me over some of these guys that I've had, um, like John New and – Robert Tanyan, um, because at any point in time, Sean Payton can say, all right, let's go, Taysom Hill. We just paid you all this money. You're our franchise quarterback is what we said. Let's see what you can do, right? So I agree with you, Tom. I mean, Taysom Hill, as of right now, is the tight end 36, 43 points per game, or I'm sorry, 43 points total, 4.8 points per game, which is not a lot, but – he really hasn't seen the field too much. He has had, and this is where I really like it, eight touches per game. So regardless if he's in the wildcat, they're throwing it to him. He's running it. He's getting his hands on the ball, and Sean Payton likes him. So he's out there for roughly 50 snaps per game. We'll see what happens with Jameis. I did see some reports saying where Jameis was going to get a lot of the playing time. But this is a division game. New Orleans is in the hunt. If Atlanta can play well, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, um, Taysom Hill might have to see the field at quarterback at some point in time, right? And that takes me to the other side of the ball, right? My guy Julio, that what I was so high on at the beginning of the season, he's wide receiver 24. Sorry, guys. But he is averaging 17.8 points per game. His expected points for the year at this moment is 93. He's at 125, so he's performing over the expected volume right now, which you got to love. Um, and in this game, he should have a really good game. Um, hopefully Matt just feeds him, right, and he has one of those multi-touchdown games. Um, I think everyone that's a pass catcher in this game could probably thrive, right? Julio, Calvin, even Hayden Hurst could just thrive in this game. Um, speaking about thriving, though, right, guys? Come on with it. 
and let's just prop it up. Promo code belly up, guys. Come hashtag prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. Use promo code belly up when you sign up today, and you can receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. So download the Thrive Fantasy app today, guys. Um, if y'all don't have anything else, really, we can move on to the Bengals and the Washington football team, a team that when I was getting ready today, I called them by their previous name, the Redskins, and I was like, oh, wow, got to change that very quickly. But it's okay because Cincinnati and Washington should be a pretty good game, right? 2-6-1, 2-7, the over-under is 46.5. There should be some bright spots in this game, right? First, you have Alex Smith, who could probably be the comeback player of the year in this game. But Joe Burrow to T. Higgins, Mixon, you have a guy that I have been eating crow about, and I love you guys for it, and Anthony Gibson. Uh, Right, Billy, your guy, running back 12 on the year. So let's go. He's my running back 12 on the week. I love him. Let's go, Antonio Gibson. F1 McLaren, right? The wide receiver nine on the year, averaging 8.9 air yards per catch. He's the only wide receiver I want for this team, uh, for the football team. And then their tight end, Logan Thomas, facing a terrible defense this week against the tight end. So DFS, fire him up. If you need somebody to spot play, let's go Logan Thomas in your leagues. Um, But Joe Mixon, we haven't seen him play in a while. He's been hurt. He hasn't played. He's running back 24 uh, my running back 20 on the week, but he's just getting such high volume, and we saw what he could do. He could literally be your Derrick Henry and score you 40 points in the week if they want to utilize him that way. We just have to see what happens during this game. Um, Billy, man, I see your notes right here. Enlighten us on your dragonness. Yeah, uh, this week I feel like this is going to be a pretty lopsided game. Uh, the Bengals allow the seventh, seventh most fantasy points to quarterbacks and wide receivers, second most to tight ends, and they've allowed the second most passing touchdowns in the whole NFL this season. And Washington has the number one pass defense, uh, according to the yardage. They've only allowed one 300-yard day. Burrow has five 300-yard days this season. I don't think you'll have another one this week. Now, I think Alex Smith is in for another big day, coming off a career-high 390 yards. No touchdown passes, unfortunately, but, man, what a day for a guy coming back in his first start, uh, coming off his situation. It's awesome to watch. Uh, really exciting. Too bad he didn't get the win. Stafford for another fourth-quarter exciting game-winning drive. Uh, stubbed his toe there. But DFS, uh, great play, Alex Smith, this week. Uh, and I like Washington, uh, minus one and a half. And I like the over. I think garbage time with uh, Burrow could, could uh, come into play. Yeah, um, I'm a little worried about Burrow this week. I think he could get pretty banged up against this Washington defense. I mean, that D-line is serious. I mean, we've known that all year. You will get it on paper. It's a pretty scary uh, front four. I would never want to go up against it in my life. Um, You know, I wouldn't want you guys to go up against it. But with that being said, um, I mean, you have to start the receivers I mean, Tyler Boyd is a monster. Even T. Higgins in a flex. I still think he's going to get enough volume to uh, to to be worthwhile. On the other side, though, Washington is honestly become sneaky decent on offense. I'm not going to say good by any means, but decent. 
Um, I mean, Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick have become a pretty good one-two punch in the backfield. Terry McLaurin, we knew he was good, but he was the only receiver, really. Um, but, I mean, Cam Sims, not a bad number two. Mm-hmm. And Inman, you know, obviously uh, questionable right now. He's a little banged up, but he hasn't played terribly. Like, it's it's become a, a budding offense. I'm, I'm really trying to not say good because it's not <laughs> good. But it's it. There's potential at least, and it's not as bad I think as a lot of people thought this team was going to be going into the year. Um, with that being said, I think the biggest spot over the last two weeks, Alex Smith. We didn't didn't anticipate it. Um, last week was kind of weird. Uh, I mean, we look at how he played: three hundred and ninety passing yards, no interceptions, no touchdowns. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. It's I don't really it's it's unfathomable to, uh, unfathomable to me to think of a quarterback going for almost four hundred with no touchdowns. I mean that's that's kind of wild. Um, so he's become sneaky good. He has him uh, not even become but kind of come back to being sneaky good. Um, possible comeback player of the year if he keeps it up. But with that being said, I think that touchdowns will come. I think this is the week for it. I think he goes for at least three hundred yards. Two tutties, no interceptions. Is that, is that hot enough? Is that hot enough? I, I think that's hot. Real quick before you go through your hot takes real quick, Tom. For Scott, yeah. Um, looking at T. Higgins' stats over the last five to six weeks, since week three, T. Higgins has been a top ten wide receiver in the league. So, T. Higgins, I told you all about this kid. I drafted him in the leagues. The volume is there. The he volume is going to be there. And the, I mean, have a bad we, game. Tom, I think me and you talked about it last year when we were doing um, live drafts uh, tweets, right? Yeah. And Burrow got drafted. Then Higgins got drafted. And I believe you were like, oh, hell. That's going to be a matchup. There's, there's something behind That's this. Be a matchup. Yeah. So, and honestly, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, we look at Burrow and Boyd and, that's a pairing that's going to build for the next four years at least probably. So if you're in a dynasty league and you have the opportunity to pick them up, or if you're going to be in a dynasty league next year, I mean, it's going to be tough going into next year's dynasty leagues to draft these guys. But if you have the opportunity to get both of them, I mean, Chris, you know, I just traded away Christian McCaffrey for a package that included Tyler Boyd. Yeah. He's that good. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be a premier fantasy offense for quite a while. I don't anticipate A.J. Green being there after this year, 
but Boyd and, and uh, Higgins and Auden Tate and some of the other young guys, maybe John Ross gets back on the field a little bit. They need a tight end, and that's about it with this offense. Burrow's the real deal. They look good. They need an offensive line. They do. Golly. Burrow can Wait. move, thank God. Or they Get them some Iowa boys down there. Jeez. It's, it's Stewie Griffin <laughs> playing football back there. <laughs> All right, man. Nobody's blocking yeah, Tom, Tom, take us in. I, I got the ticket yeah. down here, man. I'm going to take away this. I'm going to put the promo code up. Everyone read the ticker of Tom's yeah. hottest takes of the week. And, Tom, tell us about one of our newest sponsors. Yeah, man, uh, we got a few hot takes here. Like I said, Taysom throwing his first passing touchdown. Wentz going for three touchdowns, and we'll get to it later. But Herbert going to be Brady this week. So we like hot takes here, right? I'm a hot take connoisseur. <laughs> and being that I love things that are hot, I love hoff sauce. Now, hoff sauce is handcrafted with farm fresh jalapenos and habaneros. And Hoff's original hoff sauce has gone on to win numerous awards and gain international recognition. Hoff and Pepper always strives to create uh, sauces and seasonings that enhance flavors with balanced heat profiles. Every one of their handmade products is manufactured in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and is naturally vegan and gluten-free. So make sure you go and use code BELLYUP to get 10% off your order at Hoff and Pepper today. Uh, that way you can get on that hot take bandwagon. But with that, boys, we go on to the next game here. Titans 6-3, and three, uh, going into Baltimore, playing the Ravens, also 6-3. and three. I'm just going to say it now. Titans are going to be 7-3 and three after this week. Sorry, Titans are winning that game. Um, I mean, Titans defense, fantasy-wise, not great. Giving up the eighth most points to quarterbacks, fifth most to uh, running backs, sixth most to receivers, and 15th most to tight ends. Smash the over on this game, by all means. But Lamar Jackson, his, uh, he still is just not impressing me. He's not doing it. He's not doing it. I mean – He's the quarterback nine. He's finally into QB one territory, at least. So, like, great. You drafted him as your, you know, second first round player, whatever. But, like, I mean, I don't know. You look at last week, he went to, for 249 yards and two touchdowns with only 55 rushing yards. He's not rushing the ball effectively. Throwing it, he's doing okay. He's not lighting the world on fire. I don't think he's going to continue succeeding. It just came out, I believe it was this past week, he said that defenses are going out and calling out the Baltimore Ravens' plays before they snap the ball. I mean, you're running such a simple offense that teams know exactly what you're about to do. That's not good, and that's not going to end well. It's going to get worse and worse every week as teams really keep figuring this out. And the, the issue I have, as athletic a guy as Lamar Jackson is, I don't know, and I could be wrong, but I don't know that he is the quarterback that can run a more complex system that can trick defenses into into not knowing what's happening beyond running triple options or RPOs. That, but even that, it, it's there's only so many pieces to take away. So I don't see Lamar being that impressive. I think that Tennessee is going to be able to stop him pretty well. They have some pretty decent linebackers in Tennessee, at least I think, um, that – you know, they, they play a good spy, and he's not going to have a great game. Um, I, I think that they could have a little bit of trouble stopping the passing game if he can get it going, but I have doubts about that. 
And then even Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins, I think that that's going to be the most success you see in Baltimore. I'd be on the J.K. Dobbins wagon like you, Chris. I know you're big on him. Um, you know, and, and then Tennessee, we know what to expect. Uh, obviously, you know, Ryan Tannehill, not the best quarterback in the league, but he, he doesn't create turnovers. Um, Baltimore's defense is stingy, but, uh, I mean, you're up against a tank of a running back, and it's going to wear you down. So, I mean, yeah, Tennessee giving up 23.5 points, 9 on the ground, 20 through the air. Their linebackers are good. Their front seven is good, right? Mike Bravel, their head quarterbacks, or their head coach, so he knows what to do with that front seven. The guy I want to talk about on the Baltimore side that could have a good game is the squeaky is the squeaky wheel. The guy that's been wanting the rock, the guy that's just been vocal about getting more touches. He's only had two touches in the last four games per game, right? That's not a lot. Hollywood Brown. The guy's fast. The guy's good. The guy's brown, right? Antonio's cousin. They got skills. They know how to get open. They know how to get the ball. He is the wide receiver, 75 last week, scoring 3.4 points. That's atrocious for his ability. This week, against the Tennessee Titans defense, that should be pretty stingy against stuff on the ground, I feel like Hollywood should have a good week this week. You should be able to fire him up. Opposite that, Ryan's not here. He would be throwing something over a table. I'm going to say AJB has a good week as well. Um, the Baltimore Ravens defense obviously is really good. And they're adding to their defense. But as of right now, as of the whole season, they are allowing 31 and two points to receivers. So, A.J. Brown should have a good week. He's my wide receiver 12 on the week. So I'm going to roll with him. Billy, what do you think? Yeah, I'm actually on the opposite side of the fence from you guys. I like the Ravens in this matchup. I do not like the Titans offense. I I told you last week they were going to lose with the Colts. I just don't like what I see. Tannehill is under 250 yards passing in four straight games. I just think this offense is really feeling the loss of Taylor Luan, and they just haven't been the same since. They started out hot. They've been reeling really hard lately. The Titans' defense is in the top ten for most points allowed to virtually every offensive position, quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, and they're one of five teams that have allowed 20-plus passing touchdowns this year, and they've had their bye week. So they're performing really poorly on the back end. Baltimore's just a better team. Uh, the struggling Titans do not match up well with the Ravens, in my opinion. Give me the Ravens and the over. You know, I do want to say real quick with Tennessee, I think a big part of this game, obviously, I think the least talked about part of our show, punters are people too. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. I right. like Brayden Man. You got to talk about the brand for the brand. Pat McAfee. I think we're all big fans of him, for sure. It got ugly last week in Tennessee. I don't know if you guys saw. We had block punts. We had a. I think what was it? Thirteen or seventeen yard punt. What? You know, I'm sure I texted y'all, and I was like, guys, I'm super sad for yeah. the FedEx punter. Yeah, the man was a FedEx driver. You know, came in, dropped off paperwork to him in his FedEx uniform before going to, you know, it, it's crazy. But 
as as weird as this sounds, if the punting game isn't strong for Tennessee, not that I think they're going to punt a million times or anything, but if you're not able to flip the field, that could actually hurt Baltimore's offense a lot in fantasy because you're not going to be able to get the yardage. You're not going to. It's not going to be 15 plays to get downfield. It's going to be eight because now the field is half as long because the the punt's not 50 yards downfield from the 20 yard line. It's now 20 yards downfield from the 20 yard line. You're starting from your own 40 or from the 50. I mean, it's that could have an impact on this game, and I don't think that it necessarily helps the Ravens either in this case. I don't think so at all. Um, yeah, I mean, I love the Titans in this matchup, which is probably really wild because I'm such a big Ravens fan. I love J.K. Dobbins, right? Y'all know. I don't need to talk about J.K. anymore. Uh, Ashley in our chat, she's from LaGrange, loves J.K. We, She's watched him grow up. Um, and the dude is going to rock in the fantasy playoffs and probably win – a lot of people championships, so I'm holding on to him so tightly. I'll let go of Jonathan Taylor touchdown. I'll let go to DJ Chark, but I will never let go of J.K. Dobbins. Guys, let's move on to the Lions versus the Panthers. Tom, Billy, our owners, Mike Brown, huge Lions fan, guys. I'm excited for the Lions. And then you got... Tom, I mean, you know, your Carolina Panthers from a long, long time ago. Hey, don't, don't call them mine. They were okay. never mine. That, that, that's I fair. You, you, you know, <laughs> Panthers that you used to watch growing up, right? There you go. <laughs> right? Okay, there we go. <laughs> the four and five Lions and the three and seven Panthers. Wow. Who would have thought it at the beginning of the season how much hype both these teams had, where you were drafting their players, and – where one of their players is actually exceeding expectations, right? On the Detroit side, you got DeAndre Swift. Two weeks ago, we told everybody to free rookie running backs and to free DeAndre Swift, getting 36 carries versus 12 touches to all other running backs. And what happened last week, guys? He finally got the start. He finally got 24 soul touches and was a running back one. Was the running back four on the week, scoring almost 26 points in PPR formats, 43 snaps, 21 touches. Jeez, guys, he's my running back six on the week. He's the running back 13 on the year and exceeding expectations on where you took him, even in dynasty drafts. He's facing a porous defense that is giving up 29 points, essentially, and 125 yards to running backs. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. 
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. With Matt Stafford being hurt, with no Kenny Galladay, DeAndre Swift is going to be the dude, and you're firing up in all sorts of leagues. And on the opposite side, no CMC, obviously. So Mike Davis getting the start. He's the running back 10 on the year. He's my running back 9. He's exceeded expectations, obviously, because... CMC was supposed to be the guy. The 1.01 CMC. I'm sad because I've had the 1.01 in a couple of my leagues, and obviously you just have to go CMC. So I don't know what to talk about more in this, right? Tom, why don't you take this from me? Well, like I just said, I traded CMC. I hated to do it, but I did. And I think I got good value for it. I got a little package that worked out nicely. Um I mean, you can't do much about injuries. This has been an insane year when it comes to top-tier players getting injured. I mean, we'll get CMC has missed the majority of the season and is still out. Could be going on further here. Uh, Obviously, Saquon out for the year. OBJ now out for the year. There's a lot of big, high-name players that, uh, honestly, a lot of the guys that if you're not super into football, you're probably going to draft a little higher because you're like, oh, I know who he is. Those are the guys that have been getting hurt this year. Um, with that being said, Stafford, I don't think it's ruled out that he's playing yet. I mean, yes, he has partially torn ligaments in his thumb. That's pretty similar to Minshew's injury that he played through for three weeks. Um, and Minshew also had fractures in his thumb. So I wouldn't put it past Stafford playing, especially since this is a guy that is about as tough as it gets. It has absolutely nothing to do with being an SEC quarterback. Uh, if I, right, SEC, yeah, it means less. All right, cool. Just wanted to make sure. But uh, I don't know what you said because you were muted, but I'm sure I didn't need to hear it. <laughs> I'm but, sure you read my mouth on that one. <laughs> But no, um, I mean, like you said, Stafford, though, even hurt, it's it's not a great look. Teddy Bridgewater, also questionable. He's also battling through some injury uh, issues right now. Um, but defenses, uh, Panthers, fourth worst against running backs, you know, allowing the fourth most points. Detroit allowing the most points to running backs. I feel like Swift really jumped up the board, getting to RB13. I think he's going to have a field day against the Panthers. And obviously with CMC, 95% out this week. Uh, I think that that number is going to continue going up day by day here through the week. Uh, Mike Davis. Again, we talked about last week. If he's somehow on the waiver wire, if somebody dropped him, go pick him up. If you didn't already, go look. He's probably picked up at this point. But Mike Davis, again, going to have a big week this week. Uh, You know, Two quarterbacks, they're already banged up. They're going to run the ball against terrible running defenses. Smash the under because they're going to run clock here. But um, that's where I'm at. You know, I lo- Stafford's one of those guys that, uh, you know, the more injuries pile up and the more the odds stack against him, he just finds a way to get it done. I actually kind of like this game to turn into just a ridiculous shootout where both of them just refuse to lose. 
I want every piece of this game I can get. Marvin Jones, Scott Davis in the comments there pointed it out. He's scoring every week. I mean, this guy's getting in the end zone every week with Galladay not out there. DeAndre Swift getting the job against this defense. He's going to have a good day. Panthers also not very good against the tight ends. They give up a lot of touchdowns in the tight end position. So, Hawk, I mean, he could have a great day as well. On the other side of the ball, I want all the Panthers. Mike Davis, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, I've doubted this guy over and over and over, and Tom has just beat me over the head about how well Bridgewater is going to do. And he's playing well, so I'm hoping that health-wise he can be out there because I'm really happy for Teddy and what he's done there in Carolina. 3-7 and seven record really doesn't uh, you know, show what that team's done. They've played pretty well, pretty good football, uh, missing their big star and Christian McCaffrey most of the season. So now, this is an underrated game, Battle of the Cats. Play your guys in this one. I think this will be a fun game to watch. I was just thinking about something that Billy, while you were mentioning it, I was like, man, one of these guys just should be like, I don't know if it's Mike Davis or if it's DeAndre Swift, but at the beginning of the season, we talked about both these guys. Obviously, Mike Davis, not as much as DeAndre Swift, but DeAndre Swift, could invade the backfield and be the number one guy at some point and help you carry on your season, right? So being an invader of a backfield and all that kind of jazz, right? Billy, this is one of our newest sponsors and veteran-owned. Man, I know that you really enjoy what they bring to the table. So why don't you enlighten our customer, enlighten our viewers on what they do yeah veteran owned uh, coffee company invader coffee uh for the coffee lover lover who wants good quality coffee with no bs and no filler invader coffee is an ultra premium veteran owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy they aim to only serve the highest quality organic air roasted coffee being sourced from free trade farms all over the world they keep things simple the best coffee at an affordable price in order to to provide you the best value you deserve for your morning boost. 100% organic coffee beans from free trade farms. You can have whole or ground, uh, 100% air roasted, 100% money back guaranteed. And use our promo code BELLYUP to save yourself 15%. So check out what they're doing there. A little bit different, uh, great product, and lots of different flavors there. They got some cool stuff. Check them out. And Billy, I mean... The undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers versus, geez, Tom, me and you had such high expectations for this team, but the one and eight Jags, Billy, I'm going to go cry in the corner for just a second for Gardner and maybe pray a little bit for Jake Luton, but tell us about this. Yeah, Steelers defense is, I mean, these guys are gnarly. They're top five in nearly every measurable category, and the Steelers offense is top five in scoring as well. So I like Pittsburgh by 100 in this matchup. Uh, start of the week, Pittsburgh defense. The Jags allow the six most fantasy points to wide receivers over the last four weeks. They had their bye week just week eight, so they've only played three games over that stretch. Not a good stat for them. Juju and Deontay once again will feast. Uh, the Jags are also mediocre against running backs, so there's no reason to shy away from John Connor. He should be in your lineups. I'm not expecting much at all out of the Jags. Um, I'm playing James Robinson just due to sheer volume, but I am tempering expectations as I don't see a whole lot of other threat. DJ Chark will be matched up on the outside and keyed on, I'm sure. Uh, Chark is a sit for me this week. 
Pittsburgh's minus 10. I'll take the points. Give me Pittsburgh and the under. Lock it in. I don't think the Jags score much. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, I mean, the Jets, or excuse me, the Jets, might as well be the Jets. Yeah, my Jaguars. Um, they are, you know, top 10 for most points allowed for quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, and tight ends on the year. That's not good. Um, I mean, Jake Luton, Lutton, I don't know what it is. doesn't matter. It's not going to help. He's, he's not the answer. I'm sorry. He'll let Minshew and let him play. He, he's the answer down there. and He's, he's going to be the answer somewhere else if he's not because he's a good quarterback. Sorry. Um, like you said, though, playing Robinson, I, I think that he's going to get enough touches. You know, at least early on, you're going to try and run the ball and run some clock. Uh, don't let the Steelers run the score up on you. Um, inevitably, it's going to happen, though, so they will have to start throwing. So I think that Chark still carries enough value. And Keelan Cole, sneaky good over the last few weeks. He's been putting up some good points. So um, late in the game, I think those are the guys on Jacksonville that are going to start getting touches. Uh, Pittsburgh, on the other hand, first two to three quarters, you're going to throw the ball. So Claypool, Juju, Deontay, they're all going to get a lot of touches. Fourth quarter and probably even partway through the third, you're going to run the ball down Jacksonville's throat with James Conner and just run clock. So um, I think that if you have anybody from Pittsburgh, play them because they are going to play all facets of the game here and just unfortunately take the Jaguars and drag them through the dirt. Yeah, I'm in full agreement with you on that, Tom. I mean, the last of the noon games essentially – you got James Robinson, who is the running back four on the year. Well, exceed expectations. But for people who thought that Fournette was going to get traded preseason, everyone's touting this and doing victory laps on that. James Conner, on the other hand, uh, we had a couple people, Tom, at the very beginning of our inception that touted James Conner, uh, including Lindell Whirling, who was like, James Conner is going to play all games this season and be a running back one. Well, up until this point, he sure has been. The running back 15 on the year, 121 points, 13.5 points per game. He's my running back 10 on the week. He's getting about 17 touches per game, all sorts of ways from Big Ben. So you got to love that from our comments. Obviously, you got to talk a little bit about Chase Claypool, right? The guy that it's just been ridiculous. You know, they got packages for him. Um, he scored you a, close to 140 points this year. He is in PPR format and PPR formats, the wide receiver 16. That is absolutely crazy from the kid out of Notre Dame, um, scoring you about 17 points per game in, in PPR formatting. I mean, that's like Kenny Galladay esque a couple years ago when everyone was just like, man, Kenny G, that sweet, sweet jazz music. Now it's all about that sweet, sweet Chase Claypool music, man. C squared, C minor, whatever you want to call it. It's just jazzy. It's sweet. It's, it's, it, it just means a little bit more right out of Notre Dame, I guess. But check out one of our oldest sponsors, guys. Jazz Sportsbook and Casino. They give you a ton of great features like same-day payouts, live streaming, live betting, and available 24-7 usage. 
Use the promo code BUS150 for 150% free play up to $1,000 when they give you the sign-up. And just go to jazzsports.ag today, guys. Um, you really can't beat that. 150% wild, right? Let's move into the 3 o'clock games, right? We got the th- the 6-3 and three Dolphins that no one's really talking about. Two has been leading this team, being a clock manager, game manager, and just leading it, right? Oh, we'll talk about it, guys. I see y'all. And then the 3-6 and six Broncos that Tom is a little bit passionate about because of Drew Locke, right? Drew Locke has just been not what we expected. The team is really good, but Drew Locke, on the other hand, has just not been very good. Miami, their defense has been pretty stout. 18.2 points per game, giving up, and only 24 total touchdowns. Denver, on the other hand, about 7 points more at 25-4, and and 3 more touchdowns at 27. You got Tua, you got Locke, you got two SEC quarterbacks, Tom, Billy. It just means more in this game, right? You got a little bit of rivalry out of the University of Alabama and then the University of uh, Missouri. It's, it's going to be a good one, right? Mm, we'll see. I think this is going to be more towards the skill positions in this game with a diamond in the rough that Brian Flores has found in Salvin Oned, right? He was a little hyped up, Billy. I think he was in your mouth at the beginning of the season. Uh, and it's come to fruition now where he's got a huge workload last week and he excelled in that and he should have a good week this week. Uh, on the opposite side, I'm looking at Melvin Gordon, Devontae Parker, and Hakeem Grant. But I'm really, really excited about Jerry Judy and Salvin Ahmed in this game. Billy, what do you think, man? Because I want to know what your analysis and breakdown is on this because it's pretty exciting, right? No, as far as the, the Dolphins go, they've been doing pretty well producing with running backs. Whoever's getting the work in that offense has been doing well. Gaskins, now Ackman, he's, he's worth plugging in, uh, especially this week against the Broncos. They've been tough against running backs, but just the volume's there, and it seems to be working out, especially with two under center. Here's the thing with Tua for me. When I think about the Dolphins and they're 3-0 and with Tua, and I keep seeing all these memes all over, it's like I feel like there's like this video of uh, Tua's 3-0, and and then it – it cuts to a clip of like you know a fumble for a touchdown, a two is three and zero, and then back to like a block and a kick and a turn for a touchdown. I mean, this team is being led by the defense and special teams, and they're playing out of their minds right now. You know, supporting Tua, so and that's cool to see. But I don't know if Tua is really carrying this team. Six and three behind the defense. I think they keep it going against this uh, Broncos team. I like Judy. He could get loose at any time. I'm sitting Melvin Gordon though. Uh, seventh fewest fantasy points over the last month by the Dolphins. This defense is heating up. And I just don't see Locke scaring them into making them back out of that box. Billy, I want to give one shout-out before Tom goes. One of our newest writers, uh, I've got him right here queued up. If everyone, if anyone is watching, ATS underscore sports show. This guy's name is Ty. Um, his film-watching ability is unreal. Uh, he's interning at Drew Campbell's Texas School. So, you know he's good. He sent me one of his videos that I could watch and listen to. He knows what he's talking about when he's watching these defensive players or these corners or these wide receivers just break plays. 
We will get some of his video content on our Twitter account pretty soon. He's already put out some written content. So you need to go check this kid out. He is extremely good. We'll make sure we get him in front of the camera so y'all know who he is. But Ty, thank you for tuning in. Obviously, your breakdown is awesome, and we're always going to feature you. So thank you so much, sir. But Tom, kick us off, man. Keep on going with this uh, with this game. Well, to start, he's not wrong about Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy is the best uh, receiver in this class. Sorry. Down. Justin Jefferson, probably second to me. Uh, C.D. Lamb's good, but it, that he's not on the same level. Jerry Judy, absolutely. I mean, he makes cornerbacks look like fools out there. He, his footwork is incredible. His hips are, I mean, everything about this guy. Um, he's going to snap against Miami. They, they aren't going to be able to hold him along with, you know, KJ Hamler. And uh, I mean, it's no fan. No, this team has too many pieces to be this bad. I still have faith in Drew Locke. He still puts on for his city. If you get the reference, um, no, I mean it's. I, I still have faith in them. I think that you know, yeah, Drew Locke's going to turn the ball over some. Um, and hey, you know what? Maybe fancy. He's not the best quarterback, but he's going to lead this team to victory. And uh, I think that his receivers are going to be good answers in fancy at the very least. Um, Kevin, you take Jefferson. I think it is a bit of a coin flip. I don't think that it's a, a huge gap between the two of them, but those two are. It's it's a long way from those guys to the rest of the class. That's for sure. Um, Miami, on the other hand, uh, I'm still not sold on Tua. I don't trust him. I mean, he's what did he put up last week? 169 passing yards. Okay, he had two passing touchdowns. Great. You you have short fields from your defense getting turnovers and you know cr- forcing people to punt from back in their own end zone. You're not driving the ball down the field. You're not having to, you know, extend uh, drives here. So I don't have a, a ton of faith in him. You know, 14.7 points last week. It does seem like Devontae Parker is one of his favorites. Uh, so I do still have interest in him. Um, and I have to talk about him because, I mean, Ryan's not here. Mike Gusecki, lovely he's a Penn State guy, Big Ten, it means more. <laughs> um uh, Tua hurt his value a lot, though. Tua is not a big Gasecki guy like Ryan is, so uh, you know I don't see that being being the play for the the immediate future. So. We'll have to see. I mean, Gasecki's just an enigma, right? He's not a true tight end because he lines up in the slot so much, yep. and Tua has not been going to the slot, guys, and he hasn't really, right? He's going for the home run ball. And then he's going to check it down. He's going to be a game manager. So Gasecki's role, we might have just whiffed on that real hard, right? Because we're going to take it as a team, right, guys? Well, whatever. Yeah, well, okay, yeah, fair sure. enough. Fair right. enough. Fair enough, Tom. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, on to the next one, though, boys. <laughs> New York Jets. Uh, dumpster fire 0 and 9 going into Los Angeles. The Chargers 2 and 7 over under 47 points. Uh, I'm going under, but it's only because I don't think the Chargers are going to put up more than like 42. And I know the Jets won't put up more than seven. So, like, mm, 
Um, don't point anybody on the Jets. We've said that week in, week out. doesn't change. Their defense, though, fourth worst against quarterbacks, eighth worst against running backs, 12th worst against receivers, ninth worst against tight ends. Playing anybody you have on the Chargers. Um, I mean, Justin Herbert looks like he's working on his seventh grade science fair project. Uh, he just cut his all oh, hair off. Yeah, I mean, had like sunshine Ronnie Bass for a while, but Tom, you sent that picture, and I was like, "What's going on right now?" He yeah. looks like he's out of a uh, the the uh, what was that movie the um... I don't know. Oh. He looks like he's out. The little here. rascals. There we go. Yeah, there you go. He looks like he's out here flossing, doing the like the Fortnite dances. I don't know. I, I, I'm not that young. <laughs> like I'm not that cool. So, uh, <laughs> you guys are younger than we are. Like, it's, um, no, but these guys, uh, Herbert might look like he's working on that seventh grade science fair project, but he is a stud. He's going to put up points this week against a bad Jets defense. Yeah, I'm all about this game, and not because it's against the Jets, but it's because it's against the Jets. But I'm pretty sure I texted both of you guys about this. The the barrage of Belage revenge tour continues this week. Last week, Kalen Belage was the number one guy in Anthony Lynn's offense and had a great week against his former team in Miami. And now he goes against his other former team and Adam Gase's head coach, his former head coach. Um, he had twenty six point six fancy points last week. He's going to have more this week against the a really bad New York Jets defense. Justin Herbert. I didn't even want to talk about a New York Jets player, as y'all saw in my notes. I'm just going to go ahead and talk about Justin Herbert because he's my quarterback four on the week, the quarterback eight on the year, 190 points, well over expectations, about 21 points per game. And just going to light this New York Jets defense on fire. You got Keenan Allen. You got Mike Williams. You got Hunter Henry. And then, obviously, like I mentioned earlier, the Barrage of Bellage Revenge Tour continues. They're running back 15 on the week, um, uh, 15.5 points, 23 targets. He's my running back. He's in my top 20 this week, and he's scoring you points, guys. That's the ridiculous thing. This is a guy that we talked about, and you could pick him up off the waiver wire. That's why I love fantasy football. That's why I love doing this every week because – you guys keep me sharp because y'all are the ones that were like, hey, let's look at this guy for a second. I was like, oh, shit. Revenge tour. What do you think, Billy? Yeah, Kalen Balaj. I mean, what, how 2020 is it that Kalen Balaj is getting to play? He's playing well. And every team that he did not play well for and that, that moved on from him is on the schedule in successing weeks. I mean, what an awesome opportunity for Kalen Balaj. I really do think the Jets are going to get their ass whipped by this Chargers team. I mean, these guys are playing good. Mike Williams kind of coming on strong. Keenan Allen just doing his thing. And I like Hunter Henry in this matchup. Uh, Herbert just dishing it. This guy's playing out of his mind, surprising everybody right now. I love it. Not a whole lot of other uh, interest on the Jets' side of the ball. Um, as far as fantasy goes, I think they're in for it for a rough game. So uh, the Chargers are eight-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to take it. I, I like uh, the Chargers to win big in this one, and uh, I'll take the over. Garbage time uh, with Brashad Perryman could be a thing. I'll move us on to the next game. It's a little more interesting matchup. We got the seven and two Green Bay Packers visiting the six and three Indianapolis Colts, coming off that uh, big win against the Tennessee Titans. That over under fifty one and a half in this one. 
Uh, Green Bay uh, got a little bit of banged up with Devontae Adams. Getting Alan Lazard back would be really big for that offense. And, of course, Aaron Jones, uh, you know, being a big deal. Colts defense is playing really well, and this is a tough matchup for the Packers, but ultimately I think they're just a lot better team. Jonathan Taylor touchdown, our guy, just really underwhelming. What a matchup for him, though. I mean, I want to say start him so bad. Uh, Packers give up the second most points to running backs fantasy-wise, so great matchup for him. But is he going to get the workload? Is it going to be Naheem Hines? Uh, what are they going to do? So it's kind of hard to advise that situation. Uh, Packers defense not that great. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. getting more and more targets from Phillip Rivers here and uh, had a big game last week finally. So, um, you know, I like the Packers in this one. I like it. I think it'll be a tight game and lower scoring than we're used to. And hopefully Devontae Adams plays, Alan Lazard back. Packers will be back in full force, and this is a good team. Number one seed in the NFC right now, quietly, out of Green Bay. Yeah, I think this could be a close one. Um, I don't know that it'll be that high scoring either. I almost want to take the under on this one, you know, 51 and a half. That's not a, a low total. Um, I mean, Green Bay, third worst defense against running backs. They give up a lot of rushing yards. So, um, albeit Jonathan Taylor touchdowns is, has been a little inconsistent this year. He has some great games, but then he has some ones where he just, they're not giving him the ball. It's no fault of his own. Uh, necessarily, but he's just not getting the opportunities there, I guess. Um, due for a big, uh, excuse me, a big game though. So hopefully it's it's a big split between him and Naheem Hines that the two of them can both just have a, a, a huge game. Um, I don't love Indy's passing game here. Uh, you know, like we talked about, Philip Rivers about the, the worst arm in the league. Um, Zach Pascal has become their leading receiver, which is insane. Uh, I mean, going into the year, you would have thought T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman Jr., anybody else, Bueller, Bueller, anyone, uh, but no, Zach Pascal. Um, I mean, Green Bay, you know who to play. Uh, I think that. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. You know, Rodgers is going to have a big game. I think you're going to see the usual suspects, um, you know, receiving. Um, Aaron Jones is going to have a decent game. Probably not his best one, but if you have him, you're starting him. Probably not a DFS play against this indie defense. They're, they're very good. But if you have him, you're playing him in a, at a redraft or a dynasty. Uh, yeah, Billy, I mean, MVS, uh, obviously you're going to expect to see a, a big game out of him, especially with Lazard and Adams both being questionable. Robert Tanyan, questionable. Um, Equinemius St. Brown, questionable. I think this could be the MVS show. So, um, But even at that against a tough defense, I don't think it's going to be a, a high-scoring game. Yeah, I definitely agree. I like MVS just on volume. Aaron Rodgers is kind of just – seemingly enjoying ripping it downfield to him. He's making plays. Saw a couple reactions where he was like, all right, that worked out. You know, so he just keeps zinging it. I like MVS. <coughs> Dynasty. Guy scooped up late in a lot of places. Played him a couple of times. I like that he's coming on strong. Played better at the beginning of the year when they were full staff and he was in that wide receiver three spot. So looking forward to that getting back in action for the Packers. This is a really good Packers team. One thing I worry about in the playoff time is they can't stop the run. That's how you lose in January. So 
Now we'll see how that goes for them. But uh, next game on the docket, we got uh, the Dallas Cowboys at two and seven, getting Andy Dalton back, heading up north to Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's a seven-point favorite at home, over under forty-seven and a half. Uh, Minnesota's three and zero since their bye week. They fifth fewest points to quarterbacks over that stretch, and they've only allowed two touchdowns that were Aaron Rodgers in a shootout about a month ago. And they've picked off four passes. They do allow some yardage on the ground, but they've allowed zero touchdowns to running backs. And Dallas actually much improved over the last month. Number six versus the running backs as far as six fewest points allowed to running backs over the last month. They're still allowing the 10th most on the year. That's how poor the, the starting stretch was for them. Uh, definitely rebounding. Uh, with Dalvin Cook, uh, matchup proof. Got it done against Chicago last week. Uh, he's going to get it done for you week in, week out as long as he's healthy. I mean, that, the, the guy's making a real cha- a real cha- uh, case for RB1 with him and Kamara kind of leading the pack out there. Thielen and Jefferson, they're going to go bonkers again. I mean, last week the, the Vikings offense looked pretty tough against uh, Chicago. Dallas allows the second most points to wide receivers. I, I actually want me some Captain Kirk in this one. Minnesota allows the fourth most points to wide receivers. Drastically improved since the bye. Um, still starting Amari and CD with Dalton expected return. Uh, I like Dallas with the backdoor cover, garbage time, and I'll take the over in this one. Minnesota doing really well. Talk me out of starting Kirk Cousins, Tom. I don't know that I want to talk you out of starting Kirk Cousins. I know he's not great, but like Dallas's defense is pretty garbage. Um, I mean, I would say if you have somebody else that's a viable option to start over Kirk Cousins, then absolutely do it. <laughs> but uh, the receivers, I mean, Justin Jefferson, we we're just talking about it. Love this guy. I mean, it's top two receiver in the class. It's probably going to come down to who you talk to. Like we said, Kevin here, uh, one of our you know great analysts, uh, said he would take Jefferson over Judy. I don't disagree. Personally, I would take Judy, but I think it's a toss-up. It's a coin flip. So um, play him, play Adam Thielen, obviously, especially because they don't have a great third option. You know, we've talked about a couple guys that try to fill in there, but uh, nobody that's really taking enough target share from them to, you know, hurt them. Uh, Dalvin Cook going to have a a pretty decent game as well, because I think that this could get a little out of hand, even with Andy Dalton back, uh, it looks like. I don't think Dallas can do it. I don't think Dallas's defense is good enough to actually win games and be successful. You know, you, you look at when Dak was there. He's putting up 400 plus yards a game. He was putting up stupid numbers, and they still couldn't win. It's not going to stop. This is it my turn? I'm sorry. I was just blown away because you're right about the Dallas stuff. I'm just, I know you're offended because it's Texas. I'm sorry. You know, I'm not offended. I'm just like, oh, gosh, because Dak was just, like, unbelievable. He was on pace to set the most passing yards by anybody in history, and it just obviously didn't happen. So we'll just have to see what happens next year. But like Billy mentioned, Dalvin, obviously, matchup proof. Uh, he's my running back one on the week, running back 16 last week, 15.5 points, running back two on the year, 210 points, outstanding, 60 points more uh, than his expected point total. And on the opposite side, it depends on what kind of formatting you're in, but Zeke, this is the week that Zeke's got to get right. After the bye week, Andy Dalton's here. If it's not going to happen this week, I'm sorry for telling you Zeke was my running back two on the year. But come on, Zeke, let's go. I know it's a stout Minnesota defense. They've only given up five rushing touchdowns, but they've given up about 23 points in PPR formats to 
the running backs. So let's go Andy Dalton. Check it down to Zeke about a 50 times this game and just 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 drive up those like points, you know, 0. 0.8, 0. 0.7 cuz he's getting tackled behind the line, but whatever. Just let's just keep it going. We probably just prop it, right? Um if you wanted to talk about it and if he was going to get 20 or whatever kind of passes. But guys, prop me is it's not new because they've been around for a while and they've been with us for a while, pretty much since our inception. But prop me is an innovative gaming platform and really first of its kind. It makes betting from person to person easier than ever. Just download the app and join the fun at propmellc.com today. Um, should be pretty fun. And we're going to go on into the Sunday night game, right? Thursday night was awesome. Sunday is going to be pretty awesome as well because you have the 8-1 and one Kansas City Chiefs, the world champions, versus the only team that's given them a loss this year, the Las Vegas Raiders boy, John Gruden and Jason Witten and the boys. Over under 56 and a half points. That's pretty crazy, right? On Sunday night, KC giving up about 19 points. LA or Las Vegas getting about 25. The yards are about the same around the 370 mark. But we have two different dynamics and teams. You got Mahomes, you got Carr, you got Josh Jacobs, you got the duo of CEH and Le'Veon. Henry Ruggs and Tyreek Hill, who are pretty much comps. And then you have the number one and number two tight end on the year. Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller. Star-studded cast right now. And we can talk about all these guys and probably for, you know, about an hour. I want to talk about Josh Jacobs, obviously. The guy that I was so high on at the beginning of the year. He is the running back five on the year. He's my running back three on the week. He is just flowing. Against this Kansas City defense, John Gruden is going to utilize this cat so much because he's going to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. He's going to take Patrick Mahomes 30 seconds to score a touchdown and Tyree kill. So the more Josh Jacobs, the better. And then obviously Darren Waller is going to get fed every third down play. The tight end to... He was the tight end, I mean, the tight end, he's my tight end two on the week. The tight end two overall, tight end two last week, just getting all the touches, everything you could even imagine. So, Billy, break this game down a little bit more for our fans. Yeah, a revenge game for the Chiefs here. The Raiders are in for it. I think they know it. I saw 10 guys are on the COVID list. They don't even want to play the Chiefs coming up. Uh they're, the Chiefs are looking so forward to this, it's unreal. Um, Kansas City's allowed one touchdown to wide receivers over the last month. Their defense is improving. They didn't allow anybody to surpass 50 yards receiving after Henry Ruggs torched them in that last matchup a few weeks back here. Until last week when they played the Panthers, and Teddy Bridgewater kind of picked them apart kind of later in that game. They were hanging tough uh, at the beginning there. But uh, Darren Waller, only five catches for 48 yards last time they played. They capped him up pretty good. I mean, it was really a deep threat kind of deal. Uh, Josh Jacobs got in the end zone twice. I can see him doing that again. It'll be on Jacobs' shoulders if they have a chance in this one. I look for the Chiefs to really try to avenge their loss, though. I think they get up early. I think they get up big, and I think they just kind of sit on the throttle. 
I like Le'Veon Bell and Clyde Edwards-Alaire to both get a heavy workload out of the backfield. Uh, and, and the Raiders' defense is all right, but uh, I think the Chiefs are upset about that one blemish, especially since it has them behind Pittsburgh for the number one uh, seed in the AFC right now. So home field's important. Uh, the top of the AFC is pretty tough, especially Pittsburgh. Uh, the defense traveling, that, that one game is going to matter. Seven-and-a-half-point favorite uh, over-under was 56-and-a-half. Uh, I like the over, and I like the Chiefs. Uh, I do think they went big, but Raiders throwing, they'll still score some points. Yeah, I mean, looking at how these defenses play, I mean, Vegas subpar, not bad, but subpar. Um, Kansas City, on their hand, other hand, uh, pretty good. The one kind of weaker spot is they allow the 13th most points to running backs. I think John Gruden, I think he's a smart enough guy to feed Jacobs early in the game, get him going. Uh, I mean, you look at last uh, game that these guys played, Josh Jacobs went for 23 carries for 77 yards and two touchdowns. Not, you know, huge long runs, but 3.3 yards per carry. It's enough that if you're able to get um, Kansas City to kind of try and stuff the box, stop Josh Jacobs, you have those guys to bust it open over the top. And, you know, Henry Ruggs will bust this defense over the top. I don't care how fast, um, you know, guys like Chardavius Ward are. They can't keep up. Uh, So, you know, play the run early keep it a close game and then just use play action and blow it over the top to take the lead. I think it'll be a close game. I think it could end kind of high scoring like the last one. Uh, I mean, it was what, 40 to 32, right? I like the receivers and pretty much both teams. Kansas city, you don't not play anybody. We've talked about this every week. I think it's, there's nobody really to bench from their teams other than maybe if there's a bad matchup against running backs, uh, now that they're splitting time, but this isn't going to be the one to do that with. So uh, play pretty much everyone. The, the one guy I think I would fade a little bit is Darren Waller. Last game, he really ride on the touchdown to kind of make a difference. Uh, he did have five receptions for 48 yards, which isn't bad, but especially in DFS, not the most ideal situation because without that touchdown, five for 48, it's an okay game. It's It's serviceable, but it's not great. But I believe that takes us into the Monday night game, last game of the week. L.A. Rams 6-3 going into Tampa Bay 7-3, over under 47.5. I'll tell you what, I'm hitting the under on this one. I am. And, you know, I mentioned how Herbert's going to beat Tom Brady. Let me clarify. I mean, Herbert's going to have a far, 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 far better week than Tom Brady. Um Tom Brady's going up against the second best defense against quarterbacks, the best against receivers, the fifth best against running backs, uh, and the kind of one weaker point, the 19th most points allowed to tight ends. It's not a weak point by any means, but um, you know, you could see some some passes to a tight end there. I think Tom Brady has multiple turnovers in this game. Um, I don't think it's going to be pretty. Uh, I think that they're going to be covering Evans and Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, all those guys. They're not going to have an issue with that out in, in uh, L.A. The Rams are a great defensive backfield. So I think the one guy that might get away is if you're able to get Cameron Brayton involved. I know you're big on, on Gronkowski. 
I think they're going to be smart enough to play him. I think Brake could be the breakout guy to be able to get into the end zone here and get some of the touches. Um, not that the other ones won't get their their share, but um, Daniel definitely sit a B. I mean, it's the guy's got like another what week or two left in the league before uh, Roger Goodell comes down with a hammer. Judge, jury, and executioner all in one. He's a joke. Um, on the other hand, though, Tampa Bay's defense isn't a joke either. Twenty um, fifth uh, most points allowed to quarterbacks, thirtieth against running backs, twenty sixth against receivers. Again, tight end being the weak point. Twelfth most points allowed. Um, but it's it's a bit of a split in LA with tight ends, so I, I'm not super confident in either of them, uh, either Everett or uh, Higby taking over as a, a top end tight end this week. I don't trust golf, so. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong about a lot of stuff, Tom. I mean, first, A.B., golly, can the dude just, like, can the dude just play football? I guess not, right? Like, geez, you're living with Tom Brady, the GOAT, and he's taking you in, and you're still doing all these wild things, prioritying sign of the team, but still in Florida, still living with Tom Brady, whatever. We'll not talk about it because we'll let the NFL talk about it. Kevin, am I benching Woods this week? Golly, y'all know how much I love Bobby Trees, Cooper Cup, Bobby Woods, the dynamic duo of the LA Rams. This week, it's they're my wide receiver 16 and 17, so I've got them back-to-back. But history has shown up until this point, Bobby Woods has not performed. Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup has been the man, so... It kind of depends on who your other options are, but there's not a lot of other guys I'm starting over Bobby Woods. Obviously, he's my wide receiver 17 on the week. Um, Tom, yeah, to your point, Gronk, he's my tight end six on the on the week. Last week, he was the tight end two, finished at 13.1 points, 251 and one. There's no telling what's going to happen. Obviously, Cameron Brait has been the dude that Tom Brady has found in the end zone a couple times. And then... Billy, in our ESPN league with uh, Joshua Chow, I'm sorry, Joshua Chow, Rojo. He has been a Rojo truther. Golly, the dude had, what, 200 yard, two yards shy, 200 yards last week in a touchdown. 2.48 scrimmage yards per play. Absolutely ridiculous. Leaving the league. He's the running back five last week, but He's my running back 18 on the week. And overall, he's from the running back nine, overperforming his expected points by seven points. So absolutely ridiculous. Rojo truthers out there. Congratulations. Um, he is a running back one, and he should still perform against L.A. this week. Um, Cooper Cup. Obviously, little Cooper Cup, always, always going to start him. And then for the running backs for L.A., I'm fading them all. Um, Billy, what do you think? And close us out. Yeah, this is going to be an awesome game if you like defense. Both of these defenses are way tuned up. The Rams are top five against the run and against the pass. The Bucks are number six against the run. A little bit lesser, lesser against the pass. I, I contribute that probably a lot to the couple Saints match, matchups they've had already. Uh, but – I like the under, way under in this. I, you know, I want to pick the Rams. I don't like the the prospect of traveling all the way across the country to visit Tom Brady and the Rams. They're playing well. 
I, I see this being a really low-scoring game. I'm sitting Rojo against that Rams defense. I think they know they can guard them on the outside, shut down the run. They've got a really good chance. I look for the Rams to blitz and get to Brady when he does try to throw a lot of play-action attempts. Uh, I, I, I want to pick the Rams. I'm going to go ahead and say Bucks win this. Um, but if the Rams pull this off, uh, it's a big opportunity for them to stay in the race with a big matchup, uh, taking advantage of one team has to lose up in Seattle this week with the Arizona Cardinals and them tie atop that race. Very interesting game. I'm really struggling with how I feel. I'm not sure I want to say sit Robert Woods because just volume alone, he could have six or eight catches uh, in this game. But, uh, you know, I'm going to do it. Give me the Rams in this one. I'll take the Rams and the under. And uh, I, I think Tyler Higby scores a couple of touchdowns under the radar. Very possible. Yeah. Uh, well, Chris just left the room. I don't know what just happened there. Um, but uh, I believe that that was the last game of the week. So, uh, I mean, I guess we might as well start closing it out. I mean, Billy, what do you got going on? Where can people follow you? We might as well get that kicked off while Chris figures out what he just did. Yeah, while we wait on Chris here, you follow me on Twitter at BWIT24. Always down to talk football. I got your weekly starts and sits. Got some interesting ones this week. Going to dig in a little deeper uh, before I send my article out. So look forward for that. Uh, belly up standings. They'll be live on the site soon. Ryan's got those updated for you if you're curious where you're at, what your playoff prospects are. I'm way out of the race. I'm trying to play spoiler in my division right now. Uh, just getting my bucket. I think I scored 58 points last week, single-digit points, almost all the way up and down my lineup. Sad thing is, it wasn't like I played the wrong guy. It was just my whole lineup was trash last week. So uh, I still regret picking a quarterback first round, snagging Mahomes. But uh, maybe we have a prayer playing spoiler here. So uh, what's new with you, Tom? What are you up to? Yeah, I mean, hey, I'm out of my five like main leagues, that, like the, the ones that really count to me. I'm in the playoffs in four, one, I am one spot out, tied with the guy above me. Just He's got a couple points ahead, so – I'm feeling good this year. I'm, I'm feeling strong. Uh, I mean, make sure you follow me at Belly Up Tom. Obviously, I hit you with some of those hot takes. Come tell me why I'm wrong. I love the heat. You know what I mean, it's, uh, you know, let's get at it. Uh, at Belly Up Football, at Belly Up Fantasy. Um, you know, we're getting going here with Belly Up Sports. We're bringing in a lot of new people, a lot of new writers. Um, you know, Ty, now we got some uh, video analysis coming in, it sounds like. So definitely excited for all that. Um, some big things coming here in belly up. Yeah, guys, I'm glad I could come back really quickly. Uh, I guess I exited out of everything. That was really wild. Um, <laughs> but whatever, right? So you can always follow me at Aggie Kappa Sig uh, on all sorts of social media. I'm Chris Pinto, the host of Belly Up Fantasy Live. Uh, to brag real quick, though, I'm undefeated in a couple of leagues. Obviously, I'm not going to divulge how many leagues I'm in because that would just make everyone very scared and very sad for me, at least. But I'm undefeated in our belly up league, guys. Tom, that you're a part of, undefeated ten and zero, and then also undefeated ten and zero in one of my home leagues. And then one league that I always want to tout, and I was going to tell, I told Billy that I wasn't going to tout it. But it's 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 getting close to playoffs. I'm in a 32-man analyst league. It took four months to draft. I'm talking Anthony Servino, Michael Huff, guys from ESPN, guys from Master Drafter, guys from Fancy Six Pack, um, all over the board. 
I'm nine and one right now, looking at a good shot at the playoffs. It's full IDP. If you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. Um, but it's just so crazy, and I'm nine and one because of your guys' help, um, and also my lineup sets. So. Everyone who has watched us from our inception, we thank you. Everyone who will continue to watch us, we thank you uh, as we grow because next year is going to be way, way better than this year, as it will always be. And we'll get better, right, guys? We'll get more chemistry. We'll get more stats. And we'll just help you win ships. So everyone who's watched us constantly, we definitely thank you. Uh, guys, you want to give any shout outs to anyone in particular? Billy, I know you got a lot of 3M guys that just are huge uh, sponsors of us, if you would, right? In- yeah, I want to give a shout out to Russ J75. I'm not sure which division he's in at bowl. We've been leading it most of the way. We talk about him every week. Uh, this guy's been playing online at RT Sports for years and years and years. Tons of experience. Love talking fantasy with him. Thanks for supporting us, Rusty. And, uh, hey, man, good luck to you in, in the playoffs. Uh, you're, you're, you're a shoe-in right now. Uh, near the top of the whole thing, so good luck to you. Yeah, man. Real quick, I did want to mention uh, we had um, Daniel here asked, is Lazard going to be worth playing? Uh, I'm not even sure. That, I mean, he's brought off of IR. Will he actually play or not? Yet to be seen. Probably going to be in there, but – questionable whether he's actually be worth playing that's kind of a game time uh decision it sounds like but i did want to mention real quick make sure you guys check out bellyupsports.com bellyupfantasy.com uh we got a like i said a lot of great writers that have come in a lot of great content coming out right now uh whether you like football just for fantasy whether you like actual just sports content at belly up sports uh we got pretty much everything there uh and then if you listen to us here means the world if you guys can go on any of your podcast platforms if you have spotify apple podcast um google i don't even know all the platforms to be honest we're on a i don't even know how many of them if you have a place that you listen to podcasts aside from just facebook or twitter uh throw us a like throw us a subscribe whatever you know the option is there uh it means the world to us helps us a lot you know helps us get these sponsorships that uh bring this show to you guys yeah and to piggyback off of that tom um, guys, we're going to, we, we have a Facebook group right now for our belly up fancy live, uh, podcast. It's us four. And then it's us four, us three, including Ryan. Um, I know everyone who's watched this loves us. So if you go subscribe to that, give us a like, give us a follow. Um, we're going to be doing a giveaway again for the Christmas season coming up. Um, everyone who follows us from now until probably two weeks until Christmas will get entered in a raffle to win one of the big Manscaped boxes uh, that we've already given away. So go do that because we definitely appreciate that, guys. And I know that uh, you that are watching us love us. So we love you and we love to interact and support with you. So thank you so much for doing that for us, guys. Um, We'll see you all next week, hopefully with, uh, Ryan back, obviously we'll try to figure out something to do because we got to get all four of us back together, guys, right? It's been a while. We need, we need all four of us back to get, uh, to get it going. We'll figure it out here pretty soon, but guys, for everyone that was here tonight watching us, thank you. And then we'll see y'all next week. Tom, Billy, have a good one, guys.
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.